Hello and welcome to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And Swizzy. I was not not forgetting. (laughs) Uh, Brought to you by uh, Venturoof, our uh, local ventilation experts. What up? (laughs) Yes, brought to you by Venturoof. Before we move on, SC Insider 100, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. You can also find us on the YouTube, Chris. Search for a Supercoach Insider. Yeah, YouTube. Um, I think we're almost at, I think we're at 900 now. So like 100 more people and we can start collecting $2 scratchies. So, you know, and <laughs> who knows what could happen from there, you know? I can't be held responsible for what I might do. Getting busy, getting busy. Um, <laughs> also find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, The Works. Now, this is a little bit of an impromptu, guys. We've got a... Lockout's happening here. Uh, apparently, the Lions and the Suns got stuck on the tarmac for 45 minutes and then gone back into waiting for their plane. So, hopefully, they've made it out in time, boys. So, it'll be interesting. COVID, Swizz, you're going to go watch the um, Richmond play at the, um, was it your favorite location, isn't it? Marvel, Thursday night? Well, there's some talk that it's going to be at Marvel and that. I was hoping they'd just throw it at Punt Road and, you know. <laughs> you could just watch from the literally driving past. That's all I need to yeah, see. Uh, another training run, is it? Or <laughs> So how did you fare, how'd you fare this week, Swizz? Oh, it's fucking shit out. Um, <laughs> he's, he's really putting confident blunt, this week. Putting, putting it bluntly in that. All of the freaking guys that I was trying to antipod fucking went berserk. So, I, yeah, I still got 23, 25. So it wasn't horrible, but yeah, a few people obviously in the above me did really well. So that dropped me back down to four thirtieth. Yeah, I think this is the first time I've been ahead of you, Swizz, in a long time. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, we'll go through um, Ben and I's team in a little potty after this. But uh, needless to say, I beat Ben again. So um, that's about it. Only by very minimal margins. Well, um, some might call it luck. I'd like to call it. Well, luck, I guess. So what? <laughs> uh, he's got a new one. Look at this guy. He's, he's, he's spent, he has three days off of work, and all of a sudden he comes up with some we're new... A, we're about to, and obviously we're hitting the esteemed question. But why male models? <laughs> <laughs> Model, idiot. <laughs> well done. So um, I suppose it starts with... Uh, Grundy or no Grundy? Um, so let's go there. He absolutely came back with a thunder. A lot of people traded him out, um, hoping that he would drop in cash. And it turns out he only dropped, what, like 15K, guys? Um, so, do Swizz, do you have Grundy? And if not, how do you plan to get him back in? I do not at the moment. Uh, his break-even is still through the roof. It's 153. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am very lucky that I still have Highmore just killing us at the moment. So Highmore's break-even is now minus 54. So one more good week from Highmore, and I can go straight Highmore to Grundy. So, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm one week away from that. That, now, sound, that sounds pretty good to me. I unfortunately also do not have Grundy. I uh, I did the old switcheroo tradies, but uh, I was – and you may have noticed if you follow me on Twitter, which all 70 people uh, that do follow me on Twitter <laughs> would have noticed – 
Um, I tweeted out Bryce Mitchell and said, please, please, pretty please, sir, can you let me know ASAP what you think Grundy's going to be worth and Nathan Murphy, who was my um, trade-out option, because I needed to work out exactly how much cash I had based on the fact that I actually wanted to get Kieran Briggs in as the trade-in, um, but I also might have needed that extra 20K to go to 102K rookie. So it ended up um, with 10 minutes to go, he ended up tweeting out some uh, price projections Grundy smashed through 130 like it was going out of fashion. I was just like, oh, whatever. All right, fine. I'll just, I just won't do it. So, and I ended up having to take a 102K rookie. So I took um, Sam Durham as a defender forward. So I uh, sort of defender mid um, so that I could trade in. Uh, I moved Bianco to the, to the defense, uh, which I did. And then I'm able to actually get Grundy in with 2K to spare this yeah, week. Just 2K. <laughs> Um, from, and I'll be trading Murphy and, oh, I don't even know who the other trade ad is. Um, ah, oh, Whiteman, uh, Waitman, wait, whatever his name is. Jeez, you'd, uh, think, you'd think you'd have enough weeks to get that one right. Yeah, so yeah. 2K, 2K, yeah, yes. I'm, I'm scraping that in, yeah. Yeah, Grundy did go very well, but you know who went a little bit better there, Chris? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you don't want to talk about Dane Zorko? Oh, uh, yeah, no, I do, yeah, actually, <laughs> I really want to talk about oh. Dane <laughs> Ah, serves me right. Hashtag blessed the bastard. Wait, imagine blessing someone and then trading him out of your team. What are you doing? Yeah, imagine trading him out and then the all the good work he did over the buys of not having Dane Zorko has just completely come back to royally fuck me. So, and yep. thank you to Frogger. Hashtag fuck you. Um, good, <laughs> good banter there, my friend. Check out Twitter if you're not sure about what we're talking about here. So he put up a little SC Elites and that doesn't even sound like me, but look, I'll take it. I'll take, take it. it. on the chin. And... Obviously, me holding off, not getting Toby Green, not getting Hall, not getting all these other players, you know, through the buys because I was holding out for shy fucking Bolton. What the absolute <laughs> hell? I actually thought he was going to be out. I was, I was like, I have to get him now. Otherwise, he might be outpriced. And if he goes up in price, I'm screwed. So then what do I do? I bring in Bolton for MP. I was talking to Swizz actually during that game. I, I, I thought he must have been injured. Like, why are they playing him, first of all, such low time on ground? And why are they playing him so far, so much up forward as opposed to on the ball. Like Swizz, are you upset, mate, at Richmond? Oh, mate, oh, it's cricket season. I was playing winter cricket on the weekend. <laughs> what are we, why are we talking footy? Mate, I'll tell you why. It was, oh, for those who follow me on Facebook, I put the post up of the 10 games I've been to in person, the, the, the worst 10 that I've witnessed, and that is now the new number one. And that includes the fucking pre, prelim where fucking Mason Cox went to Zerk. That includes... Trent Cochin kicking the wrong fucking way at Port Adelaide because there was no fucking positive in that game watching. It was freezing. It was cold. There was no one there. It was as fucking shit as you could get. Hey, Swizz. Swizz, were you there for this? Was it Grundy? It's Grundy. (laughs) Yes. Were you? Tell us you were. You were yeah. definitely there. Yeah. <laughs> I watched those two little kids just cried in front of me. Their Richmond jackets on. And I'm just laughing. But right in front of me. It was right in front of me. That was great. Oh, I was look. actually because that one, uh, I think Darcy Moore kicked it in to win. Or it might be my check. Whoever kicked the ball and where Grundy then yeah, kicked that goal, I was actually on the fence abusing the person, saying, no, nah, you can't do this. Yeah, you're fucking no chance. And, of course, kicks it up and Grundy fucking kicks the goal. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. From, I was at the uh, – I was pretty much on the uh, halfback flank from where that goal was kicked. And the, the just behind the goals went absolutely berserk. 
And I'm like, what just happened? I can't see it. What, what, what just happened? I'm trying to look at the screen. I'm trying to look everywhere. I'm like, oh, did we just win? I think we just won. Did we just win? What happened? Uh, oh, it was, it was I'm, awesome. I'm pretty sure there's footage somewhere of me abusing whoever was taking the kick that fucking <laughs> and then just watch him turn and fucking give it to me. So yeah, so that was good as well. It's like Happy Gilmore. He's like, did it go in? Did it? Did it go? I just, I didn't see it. Did it go in? All right. <laughs> oh, the bands. Well done. Yes, this is the most long-winded introduction ever. It is. Um, look. At the moment, some people should be looking to field and fill their sides. So I think from here on, are there any possible downgrade options? I think Richmond have a possible rookie this week, Swizz, coming in. But do we have another one freaking coming in? Oh, Benny Miller must be yeah, the ben, one coming in for Bolter. In defence. Uh, I think it's just going to be he's a lockdown defender, so it's not somebody I'd be looking at. Our recent track record of rookies, for those who went early on Samson Ryan, would have been really rewarded was that negative one. Um, but the positive is he's meant to be playing again for some reason. So, um, And I feel like Ben Miller's not going to be a relevant super coach person. As much as he's going to get game time with Bolter out, um, I think the oh, he'll be looking to dish off any ball that he gets to Vlosten and, and Baker back there. Um, and also short because uh, they're the people we like to have the ball in their hands. Yeah, it will, be interesting, it will be interesting to see if it um, if the two injuries um, in defence actually free up someone like um, uh, Short because I think Vlostom will have to play a little bit more accountable um, given that uh, both uh, – so Bolter and Broad are both injured, right? Um, so you'd think that what – so they've – you think that they'll have Miller and Asprey come in? Because obviously Asprey was – was he a yeah. laid out last week, was he? He was I don't think he was a laid out. I just don't think he was ready yet. Okay. No, but, I could be wrong, but I don't think he was picked originally. Uh, he had been playing you know, more of that sort of forward ruck swing, hadn't he? So um, at the start of the season, is, is he more likely to go back now with the emergence of CCJ? Uh, and- Asprey will definitely go back. So Asprey will be full back. I'd expect Miller to play centre-half back. Okay. That's where he's been playing in the seconds for the last couple of years. Yep. Um, and then I'll probably play Vlosten as that third-ish tall with then your Bakers and, uh, and Shorts yep. really running out the ball. Because we've got, yeah, really four half-backs in a way. But Vlosten can obviously play tall, short, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. But it'll that... be interesting to also see what they do with Hawley because he's looked really down the last few weeks. Um, it's always my thing for uh, when he goes in the Ramadan, he's the greatest player in the world and that. So, And when he comes out of it, he starts to struggle. But obviously, age and that um, is a big factor now and it's harder to get through the season. Uh, so, yeah, you're always nearly worth jumping on him for those four or five weeks. Yeah. And then, and then afterwards, uh, him. moving him Go on. Go back to short. Yep. Well, actually, Shorty looked absolutely amazing. If he used the ball better, it would have been 120, 130 easy, like easily. Um, and he's unfortunate the way that is. But moving on to the next rookie. Yeah, there's not many rookies, to be well, honest, guys. Let's um, discuss Ned Reeves, obviously. because so Reeves is the new Highmore. He's the guy that sits there on the top of the rookie cash cow list and not playing. So Hawks won again, so I can't really see them getting Reeves in. I think he was also one of the VFL part yeah, of their Box it, Hill team. part of the Box Hill team that's now in quarantine for two weeks? Well, or? I think they're on a precautionary. They weren't forced to, but Aspley... They played Aspley and Aspley were in you know, part of the quarantining thing. So okay. uh, I think it was a precautionary thing. I think it's their third day of lockdown now just in case because if something does happen, at least they've already kind of gone through that procedure. So it'll be interesting there. Uh, Highmore, imagine getting rid of this guy at what oh, one se- at 170K and he goes and hits 300 after this week. So kudos to those who the kept him. Of my life. I know. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> apart from that, like, you know, Briggs, Foley, these guys were, um, they're still oh, wow. topping the list, but they've already played three games. The only one that I'd probably even say is a possible is uh, Jeremy Sharp. He's 141K, played one game out of 76. I don't really recommend it, though. He's a little bit more priced, and he's usually an outside player, isn't he? Like a, a winger kind of type? Yeah, he's, um, he's, he's very quick uh, from memory because uh, he's, he's, it's not his first season, right? No, like, second. Yeah, so he had a couple of games last year with yeah. an underwhelming performance. They, they, yeah, they got him in, I think, last year. They were the one they traded, I think, their high pick for Geelong, and Geelong got that pick. Um, look, they expected more from last year, but apparently Sharp was just a bit blunt. <laughs> oh, no. Well done, sir. Well done. Uh, look, um, ben, I think you're missing uh, Lockie Bramble there from the Hawks, the yes. 102k uh, Bramble is uh, – sorry, he is down here. He's – oh, yeah, he has played two. So why is he not high up on the list? Uh, his break-even is not great. And the, no. The, I mean, he's ha- he only had 45, but he got the last two goal assists to win them the game last week. I think you would be hard-pressed to find a, a guy that's – Less locked into that team next week than the guy that provided the last two goals is to win a game. Um, and I think John Newcomb also played very well, so I think he it will retain his spot too, which is good news for those that obviously have Newcomb, even though, his, again, his scoring hasn't been great the last two weeks, but he was very serviceable. So um, the one that I'm a little bit worried about, um, obviously with all of the mids returning, is uh, Luke Edwards. Um, so obviously a lot of people would have jumped on Edwards last week. He unfortunately, it just yeah. In terms of scoring output, in terms of role, it's just not there with all of the ins that they had coming back. Um, so I do feel bad for him because I do think that he's probably going to be out if not this week. Then yeah, give him maybe one or two more weeks and he's gone. So um, I don't well, think he's going to provide. What we talked about last week, mate, exactly with, with the players coming back in. But yeah. what we got wrong was how much they got smashed. But we did say if they did lose a game or two. Of that, or yeah, them fighting for that eighth position, he could find himself, or anyone who doesn't perform in those teams, find themselves out very quickly. Where the Hawks, on the other hand, um, are always going to play those rookies, but they're winning at the same time as well. So yeah, yeah there's going to be no reason to change them. And as Ben said as well, they've got dealing with their possible COVID um, issues. Of that, or the, so you don't see the Hawks making any change. So definitely. Um, your brambles and whatever are much better um, options. Um, and even if, because somebody like Edwards, I can't see lasting too much longer after last week. Yeah, agreed. All right, let's quickly rattle off um, just a couple on each position, each line, I think, as you're finishing your team. Jordan Ridley, we touched on last week, 470K, had a, another good, impressive week, boy, scored 111. He's um, back. He is back. He's a hundred percent back. I think if you don't have him, he's your number one trade in target. And he's still he's still cheap. He could rattle off, you know, people that are five fifty K, he could actually challenge them. So I think he is a good option. Even if you have led in that sort of defensive swing, I think for value for money, you won't find many good midfielders under five. So Absolutely, and you probably won't pressed. find anyone that's gonna average you hundred and ten for four hundred and seventy K in the midfield. So there's there's that. Um, I mean, same thing you could be said really about Whitfield. He's still actually fairly cheap. Um, he just, honestly, I watched the entire game. That's a one forty game that just went astray because he, he didn't actually use the ball. Well, he had a lot of turnovers by foot. He was ineffective in the short passes to trying to make passes that like they were on, but there was a player in between that just got a, yeah, a hand in there to deflect the ball and, and, and so on. And therefore was ineffective disposals. And that, because he's the guy that I don't have. Uh, and I'm trying to, I'm essentially barricading against him. I've, every time, no one went within five meters of him. 
And I just, that is not a way to beat GWS, but Hawks managed to do it. So well done to them. Well, yeah, GWS showed up first quarter, goes, gee, this is easy. And then they just gave up. Pretty much. Um, I also noticed that um, the Dan Houston, so he scored well, played a lot more midfield time, literally played, I would say, 80 to 90% on, uh, time on the ball. Sometimes that's going to be positive for his scoring and sometimes that's going to be negative. In the last quarter when they were trying to save the game, he was moved behind as the seventh defender. So that's going to be beneficial. But what I do notice with Houston is that he's often the defensive mid from a stoppage as opposed to an attacking midfielder. So he's not necessarily the guy that they palm down to. And he'll take the attacking um, or the offensive play going the other way. So he's obviously having a lot of tackles and a lot of impact around the ground. Yep. I just prefer him behind the ball. His last four rounds are 97 or above to his last four scores. But again, for 8,000 more or just less than, you go Ridley. Yep. Um, that's pretty much interesting there. So and Maynard had a very, very good week. So it'll be interesting to see if he can continue it. The thing that is also helping him is like, who else is taking kickouts there? So that's going to raise his floor because previously, obviously, it was Jeremy Howe and Darcy Moore that were the, essentially you know, vying for that uh, primary kickout role. And Maynard really is the only one left. So, yeah. Speaking of a um, little bit of left field here, boys, Taylor Adams, break even a 72, 464K, came back with a 110. Would you be tempted at a 464K there, Chris? Made a paper mache. He'll be out in three weeks, mate. Yeah. Paper mache. Honestly. I... So you can't, you're call, pretty much you're calling him Patch Adams then? Patch Adams. That's a good one. I respect that. Thank you. Yeah, no, look, um, it, Adams isn't a guy you want to take even for how many rounds is left? <laughs> Adams is Seven a guy or? that if he's still 480k and you need someone for four weeks, maybe you take a pun. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're really scraping the barrel, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Um, what do you think, Swiss? Are we still on about defenders or just we on about Taylor Adams? Uh, Taylor, it, it, Taylor Adams is a no. Jeez. Yeah, Taylor Adams is a no for me. Um, yeah, well, everything you've said. Rank All the right. four guys that we've just listed. So we'll, um, Ridley, Whitfield... Um, Braden Maynard and Dan Houston, how would you rate them? Yeah, Ridley number one. Um, I did. I didn't mind Maynard, and I talked about that last week. Depending on how they they do it, so I'm, well, I'm going to put him. In, so you said Whitfield as well, didn't you? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So Whitfield one, Ridley two, Maynard three, and Houston four. Um, yep. I'm a big fan of Whitfield, so I know he's a 50k more, so that you might not have that luxury out there, but. Um, yeah, no, I'm a big fan of Whitfield. Now, now here's, a, here's a sneaky one because I've been throwing this up, but it's, it would literally burn the rest of my trades because now I'm running on dead street. Um, Sam Doherty, his role change has killed his, his scoring ability. Now, he's still sometimes just behind the ball, but he's mainly been played up on the wing. Um, and it's just not conducive towards those 120s or you know, 110 above or consistent scoring that we've seen. He scored a 67 on the weekend and, and is just tanking in price. He's at 472K. Is he a luxury trade? Is he someone that you go, well, if you don't have Ridley, one trade bang, and you pull that trigger now? If you have the trade, yes. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm I don't want to answer such hypotheticals because I've burnt through my I trades would, like midnight all. I would want if I had the trades, there is no chance I'd be keeping Sam Doherty. But unfortunately, I, it looks like I'm going to have to ride that freaking train all the way into fucking three hundred thousand dollar bill. Mate, I, I might even have to keep CCJ for the rest of the years. <laughs> I don't know what your problem is. Uh yes, he's he's uh, I don't Docker's unfortunate, and we've seen this before, right? We saw this well, even last year. Great first half of the year, completely tanked in the second half, was yeah, averaging, what, 75 second half of the year or something stupid. Oh, he did horrible. Um, yeah, and he's doing the team thing now. However, 
Um, what happened with Nick Newman last week? So yeah, dropped and sub. Yeah, omitted, and then he was a sub, and, and then, then he, came out and played play pretty well. And then went behind the ball, and he got 111 in three quarters or something. Yeah, yeah. sounds like Newman though, doesn't it? Um, Fucking annoying, frustrating is, is what I'd say. All right, well, let's move on to the midfield. Um, big one, still Lockie Neal, 575K. Is it worth the stretch to bring him in, boys? Uh, banged up shoulder, though. We'll wait and see. Are you too concerned if you're an owner, or would you bring him it's, in, though, with a bit of a hit? It's it's Look, here's, here's the issue with it. I expected this score. So, like, for me, the score doesn't do anything in terms of negative towards me wanting to bring him in if I didn't have him already. The score isn't irre- irrelevant to me. Because that's what I pretty much thought he was going to be able to score this week because we knew he was going to get a hard tag from Mark O'Connor. Um, and, yeah, going through that. He gets the shoulder injury. He comes off. Everyone thinks it's his shoulder's popped out or it's a sublaxation of the shoulder or whatever it might be. Commentators go on about it. Uh, you, you see freaking at halftime they do a report on it and they say, yep, it, this is what's happened. Fagan comes down the post game and says, yeah, none of that happened. It was just a jarring of the shoulder, and he's fine, and he'll be he'll play next week. Now, that's all good, except it wouldn't be the first time that he's completely lied to everyone about a, an injury to Lockie Neal. But you don't say that. <laughs> and it's just like, do I believe you, or do I? What do I? What do I do here? Like, hey, I mate, know. Brisbane, we are a beacon of truth. I don't know what the <laughs> what you're on about, Chris. What do you reckon, Smith? Um, I, I'm more worried now that. Uh, what everything that's going on with you guys with COVID up there now? Um, it's a bit frightening. It. It's uh, shoe on the other foot. Uh, I'm sending my love out to the rest of the uh, of the country. Uh, but yeah, we don't know exactly what's going to be happening with Brisbane. Where where they're going to be the next three or well, four weeks? It's kind of changed everything. Can I so also that- suggest that it may not actually be just Brisbane that's affected here because there is a um, a big well, the media are pumping this up, that hubs are going to be back at least at very minimal for the short term. And the idea being that they'll try and get more games in. So what we saw um, last year with, you know, a game every four or five days could be a real reality over the next they four did, weeks. They did say that was last resort, though. However, um, and they say again, short, but Brisbane... Yeah, but ben, they have also said they only, want, they, they only want teams in lockdown for, for three weeks, so well into yeah. the hubs. Well, it's going to depend on how things pan out. I mean, we had two cases today and they're worried about the Delta. I think because there's widespread travel and it's holidays as well. So I think they've literally packed it in. But And Western Australia only had a little bit as well. So I think the conservative states there could hold them in good stead to free it up again shortly. I mean, one thing's for sure, we're definitely no New South Wales right now. (laughs) Yeah, well... So, well, so, they had they had like eighteen well, or thirteen. Like, oh, that was a great day. W, WA have entered. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're in lockdown yep. as well, aren't they? Yeah. And yep. so, and, and Northern yep, Territory, even South Australia have restrictions on travel for everyone. And then, obviously, we're in lockdown until at least the weekend, probably until next week. Sydney are definitely in lockdown for at least two weeks. I think the only solution right now, moving forward, is probably going to be a hub in Melbourne. Yeah, for a few weeks' time. Yeah, it'll be three, four, like yeah, yeah, probably three weeks. But what they'll try and do is get four or five games out. No, I disagree. Then they'll take a break. I honestly think this is what will happen, and this was talked about on Footy Classified as well, is that they'll take a break after that and then resume, you know, what, the three games of the season? Or they could even just say, oh, well, we'll cut the season short and start playing finals. Doubt it. Cut 10 games, ten teams out of the competition. It makes it a little bit easier. 
Um, Mate, it's all revenue. They need to keep up games and stuff as well. It's not the same way as it was last year. That is a consideration. I think they're just going to... They'll play their normal few games and then uh, something will happen. A state will free up and then they'll move and they'll play between... Like they have previously. So it's... I don't think it's that bad. So how good is this though? We are all... Like we are all... Off topic? Yes, we are. No, full premium. And oh, right. let's say we do get something like this that happens, we're going to get like five trades again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe CCJ can Doherty get out of my team. Doherty can fuck himself straight over to Whitfield. Yeah, no, because it'll be Supercoach finals and something will happen and yeah. people will be like, what's going on? We're playing every four days and my player's not named and they're like, here, five trades, everyone. Hey, look, I'm, I, this, is a, this is an honest reflection <laughs> of the state of Supercoach. Their solution to everything is just, oh, does everyone just get some more trades? Which is the opposite of what really Supercoach is built on. It's supposed to be about trade management. And look, I don't like it personally, so I'm against extra trades. Look, I haven't However, managed my right trade now, trade. I don't know, I've got two trades right now, so uh maybe uh, maybe some uh, extra trades wouldn't go astray, is what I'm saying. <laughs> probably not. Um so back on track here, boys. I'm I'm funny how I have to try and swizz, mate. Get your shit together, yeah, right? So we did we did well. Uh, Locking Neil number is number one in possibly if you rely on his shoulder. Otherwise, I think Sammy Walsh is still chipping away. 545k. He is a great option for those um, that have a little bit of cash. I think he's definitely underrated. He's probably the highest averaging player around that price bracket. Well, I mean, that 131 as well, just to put that into perspective, I think in the first quarter he had 11 touches and was on like 45 DT for like 18 super coach. He just used it like appallingly in the first quarter and still pulled a 131. So he that could have been anything, man. It could have been a 160, 170 game. He played so, so well. Uh, on the weekend, and I uh, was very, very impressed with Sam Walsh because, you know, as as you saw, Cripps did one one thing that made the highlight reel, and that's about it. That was his entire game. Yeah, when he ran 35 metres. Um, yeah, yeah he, he had a good day, though. <laughs> um, my concern... Yeah, you go keep going on Walsh, mate. Oh, no, no, I was sidetracking here, actually. I just had a quick little look. Um, with injuries, and we spoke about this previously, Sloan apparently might have done something to his finger, could be out for the rest of the year. Uh, which could see the big drop-off from Laird as well, boys, as we saw previously with um, when Sloan's out of the team, Laird doesn't score, and there's that direct correlation between the two. He needs that big body mid-in. Maybe if Crouch comes back in at some point, it might help him, but, uh, you know. So, still, well, that, yeah. that's the one I was about to bring up. Apart from um, a couple of people who jumped on Simpkin on our advice last week, but I was actually going to say Benny Keys from Adelaide now with Sloan out. Um, yep. Don't know who else takes those points. And uh, he just pulled out that 134 on the weekend. And he's been scoring really well. So just as a real pod person Averaging there. Averaging 29 disposals over there in Adelaide. That's yeah, not, yeah. A, not, not, a, not a slouch number at all. So well but, done to Benny Keys. But again, we wrote him off, so didn't we? No, well, again, it's playing in the position that you are suited to. And there was no inside mid positions at Brisbane. He couldn't get a gig. And congratulations so he goes to, to Adelaide. Uh, well Jared Lyons as well on extending his contract yeah. with, the, with the Lions. Mate, that's so good. That's so good. It makes me forget about Dane Zorko. Actually, no, we can't say that. We can't say that. No, um, uh, doing doing the dirty after I blessed him. So that's true. That's true. Apologies. Uh, so anyone else in the midfield, mate, that uh, you've seen Swizz that you you are uh, interested in, mate? Well, as I said, Simpkin a few jumped on listening last week, but yeah. he if there's ever a Tasmanian team in the next couple of years, 
and Simpkin goes there, he'd be my first pick player because he scores in Tassie just through the friggin' roof. <laughs> um, he can't doesn't score in Melbourne, so yeah, don't jump on him now unless they they announce that North have to go play more games in Tassie. Um, a couple other just left field ones I don't mind. I talked about, and now he's a defender, but he's also a mid about. Um, uh, I always fuck up his name, uh, Blissar. Yep. Geelong, yep. that just he because well. he's been playing that, that that ruck role and that, and he scored that like as bad as Geelong were last week. He was by far um, their best player, so um, that's another left field. I'm just trying to think of more value because of um, yeah. I know a lot of people are struggling with cash. Like Travis, moment, Travis Bokey, five seventeen k is a value. Yeah, pick. And, then, and then Travis Boke was the other one that we mentioned last week, and. Um, yep. So his first half, he got tagged and, and, and really did nothing. But that second smashed half where he scored 100. Well, I think you went it. watching the game. You've got him, right? And you went watching the game and you saw the first half score and were like, oh, and probably turned it yeah, off. Yeah, so I'm going to most people know, I'm, for some reason, we all play winter cricket in the cold Melbourne here. So I do miss <laughs> some of the uh, Saturday afternoon games. And when we uh, were changing innings, I did have a look at the score and that and was about to throw up. And then, yeah, went back <laughs> out and... And then watched, I managed to watch the last quarter and, um, yeah, no, I was wrapped to uh, see how much, how dominant he was there. Good thing with Port, though, as well, is because there's COVID-free, basically, in Adelaide, if there are games that do actually come in from Melbourne to Adelaide, they should have a lot more home games yeah. there, depending on capacity and uh, I don't that know, kind of the, thing. The SA government, are, like, don't you they're already tight now on, on teams come, flying in, and I, th- they're, I think they're going to be even tight. I mean... No, I think they're allowing Victorian teams to come in. That's why Lions and Suns... Well, Lions were going well, to... That's why Lions were going to go to Melbourne yesterday, and that's how when you were in trouble today, when it was like, oh, Lions are told to pack your bags and get out today. It's like, well, yeah. They may have to have the two hubs just purely from having enough venues. Yeah, I know, think to, they'll have to, to travel. games over, over however many days, so... Between uh, Victoria, Tassie, and Adelaide, I think, you know, three states, you got it going. Will Tassie allow? I don't know. It's it's all conjecture at the moment, but it's all interesting. Yes. Um, there's not too many other cheap MIDI options, to be honest, guys, that are really screaming out. Um, Pendlebury's already jumped back up 50K this week. So, I mean, it's apart from that. The score was looking good until, say, three-quarter time and then, the, yeah. But there's nothing really there. I think you're better off trying to use some of those DPP options to provide you that flexibility. Uh, and then the forward line, I think straight away, if you don't have Dusty, I think his break-even is... Still quite reasonable, guys. Um, projected to go up even more. And Bolton dropped 22K. What a Muppet. Break even now of 156. <laughs> I still can't believe that. I'm literally, I actually went to bed early that night. I woke up at about 1.30 in the morning, check my phone. And, you know, it's one of those things where you're looking like, where is he? And then you start from the top and you're like, where's Bolton? Where's Bolton? You get towards the bottom and I'm like, motherfucker. And I literally close my phone and try to go back to sleep. I headed off to the game last week, and before I left, the wife's gone, oh, what forward should I be looking at? I'm like, get Shai Bolton. The guy's a superstar. Get him in. She's like, why would I want that spud? Why would I want a Richmond dad? You're going to get smashed. And, of course, what did that happen? Yeah. And, uh, and the biggest problem there, was, man. yeah, for some reason, we get we seem to just play him forward most of the game. Yeah. And our, our whole selection, and I've already gone on my one rant today, but, yeah, playing four rucks in the frigging rain and then playing – Ryan and Dusty, like a lot of forward time, it just made no sense last week at all. So I don't know what, hopefully they go, well, let's move these guys back in the midfield because we need to start winning. But then at the same time, we're playing Gold Coast this week and they, the, the rumour is, yeah, we're going to play Samson Ryan and more rookies. So who freaking knows what's going on at Tigerland? So I, I hope he comes good this week, but who freaking knows? All right, guys, the topic of today is now, do you do whatever you can to get Dane Zorko? Or, um, actually, you... there's two players I want to say that about. Why would you pay Between... 650 k for Dane Zorko? Because, 
He, he just went up 45,000. Is it because I've blessed him? Is that why, Chris? Is I this, think, is this I what's think happening? I think it's because you blessed him. And, and let's, let's have a look. Hashtag blessed. Let's, uh, let's, let's have that same conversation about a guy called Marcus Montepelli because those guys are both have their own ball on a string right now. They're on absolute heaters. Um, and I don't, I don't have Bont. And every week that I watch him just tear up a team with, like, don't get me wrong. Everything he does is contested, which is half the reason why his scores are so good. But that freaking goal, yep. I, I, I literally had to turn off the TV because I was so angry about one of the goals of the year. Like, you just go, <laughs> okay, well, that's too good. I can't compete with that. <laughs> just like, See, the difference is I'm when I watch Dane Zorko, I am actually genuinely happy. Yes. Yeah, so because it's my team. I'm like, you know what? Who cares? And it's, we're playing this game. Like, and again, there's no there's no heart um, yeah, in these decisions. It's just a statistical point of view that seemed to backfire. At half at half time, people walk into the room and they go, what are you doing? And you say, I'm kicking my ass. Do, Do you, you mind? mind? <laughs> or, or was it Happy Gilmore again? No, uh, Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Talk about your all-time backfires. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't know. I, I look. I don't have the trades, but I think if you do have the trades, oh for league, oh, trigger. Yeah, if your leagues don't have him, like if I was playing for league instead of trying to go for overall, I would have kept him one hundred percent. So seven hundred and ten k for Bond is it too much? That is too much. Same as Zorko. Yeah, you can get two yeah, two guys that are five hundred to five fifty k, and they will score you more than you know a Zorka and a three fifty k player or a four hundred k player probably. Hmm. And Bont, Bont's like a, a you know seven hundred and a and a four hundred thousand player. It's it's too much. If the, if this the time of is, year, too much. Like let's say you get Bont and you've got to play CCJ for the rest of the year, or you get CCJ upgraded to oh, who's like low four hundreds. I mean, I. I yeah, actually, there's nothing in the forward line. I actually think that that might be better. I think Bont and the CCJ might be better because I think you're probably getting the value of a 400k player out of CCJ yeah. at the moment. It, it all depends on how you went for the year, like because you went a lot of value, right? I went all the expensive picks, which is why my midfield looks so good. And then I traded out cheaper options at the yeah, end of the year. It's easy to say, don't worry about Bont when you have the Bont. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Bont and Oliver and those guys you don't have, Chris. Eh, Oliver doesn't really. Yeah. Count. I think Titch was my shittest midfielder. What we know about Oliver too, two, twice a year, he goes huge. The rest of the year, he goes. One's, one's, one more's coming. They're playing Adelaide soon, boys. So, yeah, I know. Uh, okay. In the forward line though. So Dane Zorka, I think he's very expensive. You know who's not expensive? Shy Bolton boys and girls are jumping down in price. He's 500000 break even of one fifty. So if you're playing leagues, wait for him. Uh, although, I think against Gold Coast this week down in Victoria, I think he is someone, him and Dusty, are uh, outside chances to go 120-plus easy against Gold Coast. Gold Coast are leaking like a sieve. Yeah, they're not playing great. That's no, and sure. their defense, but even then they were highlighted. Their defense were being selfish. They weren't actually putting in the hard yards, doing the team thing, putting pressure on. They're just... They've got no spine at the moment, defence. It's like, what do you stand for? You're just trying to get a cheap kick or or what? And I, I, I do respect that. I also want to bring up Steel Sidebottom. Yes. Um, so done. we saw he's that. Done well. Yeah, he's, he's moved to a more um, onto the wing, which is where we know he scores his best. And he was just everywhere on the game of the weekend. Now, is that his position moving forward? I think as long as Taylor Adams stays healthy. <laughs> You probably see Steel Sidebottom maintain that role, um, uh, wing half forward, um, and uh, he'll have a little bit of inside time, of course, because that's that's what he does. But um, I think that we'll see more of that moving forward. Yeah, um, and a good point of difference as well for so leagues. Seven point eight. Could be someone you hold. So I don't think many people are going to trade into him because he's still five hundred k. But I can see if you're holding him, 
Like a lot of people were looking to upgrade him. I think you hold at this point. So just be mindful of that. Can you stop tapping the table, mate? You're like rocking the fuck out of it. Rock the cat's <laughs> bar. What uh, about that Langford, mate? Uh, he, he played all right in the weekend. Yeah, he he, oh, he wasn't starting too well, though. He was on like 30 at halftime or something. I was like, oh, my it's God. It's like they released him into the midfield in the second half, hey. Like, like honestly, didn't see him at all in the first half. And then second that half, last, like, that last quarter away already? Even then, the last quarter and a half, he actually turned it on quite a lot. And I was like, well, there he is. And uh, look, he got 100, so I'm really happy. He's only 70 points behind Zorko this week. So, um, <laughs> you know, what can you do, boys? What can you do? And it's all, it's all fun. He scored more than green this week, though, so that's all right. Yes. Well, yeah. Again, we don't we don't claim to be perfect. It's kind of fun to laugh at our, our fuck ups. That's true. Uh, we're only human, you know. I mean, Swizz brought in Hawkins what two weeks ago oh, and broke him. So, oh yeah. <laughs> well, and I knew, and it's like and that's the problem here uh, because I was twice I was twice a week in, below sixty, mate. Did you see that? Geelong? See those freeze all against. All in on Geelong. All in on the frigging Eagles the last two weeks and that. And what the fucking happens? The Eagles get frigging thrashed from all they're in. And the fucking cats decide not to fucking turn up. I don't want Tom That's what you get for selecting a key forward, mate, really. I, 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 I oh, do believe mate. it's your fault. Oh. Yeah, it is. But the thing is, other people will look at that now and probably trade him out and watch Hawkins go fucking 150 this week against the Bombers. Yeah. You know he's going to go fucking massive one of the games. Depends who's playing, Jekyll or Hyde. <laughs> Uh, look, I don't mind. And this is probably the other real big topic here. Dangerfield now under 500,000. He's 495K break even now of 100 flat. Um, I think he's someone you could definitely look to bring in, guys. Geelong are getting a few more games out at Cadinia at the moment with yeah, COVID. I mean, look, and what we know is we know Dangerfield can butcher the football a lot. And still score 90. But <laughs> I would have counted maybe six, seven clangers in that first half, and he still was on 71 at half time. Like, I. He was the leading position winner on the ground, barely playing any midfield time. He can get the ball. He kicks it long. If he can turn it, turn his disposal around. Now, there was some conjecture that part of the reason why his disposal is so bad is the syndesmosis injury. It takes a while to build strength back in that ankle, which somehow has an effect on accuracy. I don't know how... Well, that was in the broadcast. I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean... I Imagine if it helped his kicking. Well, I was like, do you guys realise Danger was never really a good kick before no. he had the injury, right? Or was that just me that watched him every week? Um, yeah, so look, I, I, again, thinking because of the scope of the scoring power, I just think he's someone you do not want to come up against, especially in league play. But at that price, I don't think there's anyone that can compete with his scoring power. So I think you've got to have him. I think it's an easy in. Yeah. Especially so even for Impy owners, it's like what less than a hundred thousand now to bring him in, isn't it? It's yeah, it's it's cheap. Even for if, I mean, I dude, I would sideways him from Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> I've already got Dangerfield. I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. Bolton will come good. He's just I know. And here's the thing: probably one of the shittest calls I've made all year, where I said Bolton will probably average the same as Zorko. Literally within one week, Zorko's averaging a hundred more per game. <laughs> yeah, well, we've all made that mistake. Um, Smith, what do you reckon about Danger, mate? Oh, yeah, no, I got him in last week. And at half time, he was freaking flying. What was he on 75 or something at half time? Yeah, yeah Chris's VC was fantastic. looking fantastic. We both VC'd him, didn't we? Yeah, I VC'd him as well. Yeah, in I, was, the end, I so. was hating life. And, for the first and time. Then, yeah, at half time, I was already getting the uh, swap going um, for it. And, and, and then, yeah, just absolutely shit. Well, like Geelong shit the bed, and that was that was it. But still at least, only 10% you know, of teams. Like, like what, a, what, are you, what a pod. 10% of teams. Like, I know he'll probably be in a lot more this week, but 
Ten percent. No, I'll give you a better pod here, boys. Rowan Marshall, one point one point four percent of sides. Well, that's because one point four is about what he's averaging right now, isn't it? <laughs> but give him a little bit of continuity. He's four hundred and sixty four thousand. He is a nice cheap option. His break even's still one hundred and sixty two though, so you could even wait a week. I'll, that's how that's how messed up it is. Before the game, uh, Rats came out and, and literally said to everyone, "We've got to manage his minutes." So I'm yep. like. Yeah, he's Nick that, Nat of St. Kilda. That's exactly what's happened. We we obviously played the extra ruck because we're worried about him. He was the difference, but he was the difference because it allowed Ryder to rest more, get his rest in, and then Ryder could get around the ground. So I'm actually expecting Ryder to do much better over the next three or four weeks. Marshall will probably take a couple of weeks yeah. to get himself right. Well, proven um, by the fact that he still scored dropped, 0.9 points per minute and got 68. So it's not like his scoring capability is still not there. We know that. It's just we've got to wait for his minutes to come up. That's exactly it. So it's going to take a couple of weeks um, for that to happen. Uh, but, yeah, so at 162, yeah, I don't expect him to go anywhere near that break even this week. Uh, so he's going to drop maybe 30, 40, possibly even 50K. Uh, so, yeah, that's one for those who especially have a few trades up their, their sleeve. The week next week or the week after, yep. you can be picking him up for four hundred thousand, and he's a good, especially those who have a DDP DPP in a um, uh, for the rucks. So that it's a good cover just in case something happens. But you know, Grundy and Gorn are looking yeah. very settled there. So speaking of but, nice cheap options here, boys, Isaac Heaney has done the roller coaster of a lifetime. He starts off at a premium price, drops down to bugger all. Everyone goes up four hundred thousand, like, yeah, jump on Heaney, you're now he's back to three sixty five K. He is literally the yo yo master. He had three good rounds. Well, we said that his injury is affecting him and like they just keep playing him. Just they're like, Oh, don't worry about it. Well, he went good for three rounds and everyone's like, Yeah, ha, and then he's gone back to averaging fifty one point three over the last three. You know, uh, just before we move on, you know who you could sideways to um to Marshall is Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've got. I really hope Bolton goes bad again, so I can schedule next week's pod. Hey, that's just okay for because actually, I actually do like the Bolton pick. Just so everyone's aware, but anything that makes me laugh with Ben is 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 good to me. Chris, I will sleep just fine at night with my Bontempelli and Clayton <laughs> Oliver highlights. That's true. And thinking of all the things that Chris doesn't have. <laughs> man. Um, the other option as well for leagues, if you're after someone with a potential high ceiling and he is dirt cheap would be Jack Darling. Now, I know this is not the best decision in the world, but he is literally extremely cheap. Now, the only thing that hurts is the fact that West Coast are probably, you know, travelling and not playing at home. But Darling was at one point averaging 95 or something, rather, with a nice start to the we've, year. We've seen him do this, like, for, like, oh, he, he, he goes, can go on runs, yeah, you yeah. know? Like, yeah, so it's not, it's not beyond him. For leagues, though, I mean, so Sydney this week, then they have North, Adelaide, Saints, Collingwood, Melbourne will be a harder one, and then Fremantle, Brisbane. There's no you know, reason for, in this final series or leading up to it, Adelaide, Saints, North, he could actually be a nice little difference, and his price is only 325k. So that's not, I think that's, what, 50,000 on top of a CCJ. Yeah, and... He's actually looking to drop even more. Yeah, and break um, even to 95. But look, I'm not saying it's a great idea, but if you are literally scraping the bottom of the barrel, I think, you know, for 300,000 or thereabouts, I think Darling could I actually, actually win you some games. Coming I don't in. mind that for teams that, like, they're running a 
You could even uh, definitely have him as a cheeky F7. Just loophole him and Heaney. One of them's got to go above 50, right? <laughs> if you have Heaney, that's a sideways, mate. <laughs> I'd rather have Tulling than Heaney. Bank 50K, yeah, yeah. So, um, but that's... No, but it, it is a fair point that you make, Ben, because you're only looking for that seven weeks. The perfect world, you know, with five weeks to go is sort of when you want to bring somebody like this in where you think you can get three, four good games out of them. And some of those, especially those key position players, with the right draw can get on the run, as we've seen with them, with him. Um, uh, and there's, there's plenty of others. I know a couple have talked about Will Day, uh, just for the way the God, he's played well. Up at the moment. He's playing yeah. um, so fantastic. Especially with Impey gone, it's like... Exactly. It's so he's another cheaper one in that sort of bracket where you might go, well, I can get six good weeks out of Will Day. Um, cheap price, going to have the role. Um, and, yeah, I think he went, what, 125 on the weekend. So the, he's not going to do that every week. But, you know, he could definitely do a 90 or 95 coming on the run home there. Well, yeah, the, the so difference between them two, though, it's like with, with Impey in the side and then with Impey not in the side, I mean, it's like night and day. They're completely yeah. separate. Oh, I, see, I see what you <laughs> I will say that this week, um, defensively, the structure behind the ball for Hawthorne so was went, brilliant. He went 112, yeah, uh, like it was brilliant. Like between him and Scrimshaw, they just cut off everything that was going forward there. And uh, Denver Granger Barras, I tell you what, he's going to be a player. He was absolutely outstanding with them. Unfortunately, he uh, had uh, concussion. Concussion, but um, he keeper was, leagues, boys, keeper he took leagues, an absolute hanger. Oh, disallowed! Yeah, just, free just kick disallowed with a free against. From it was it was a soft free anyway, like lightly over the shoulder. I'm like bullshit. It wasn't even him. It was it was a no. Uh, I know. Teammate. Pay the mark, hey. Oh. Pay the mark. He would have been he would have been ropeable. But uh, anyway, so final thing on these cheaper options, I think a couple of years ago I did Jack Rewald, I think was about two eighty K. I jumped on him, he got a two hundred against Gold Coast. A couple of years ago as well, I got Hawkins, I think real cheap, and he went on like a run of one fifty and that's where he hit these big games. So people that have the ceiling and the capability, if they're cheap enough, you can't do much worse than hit and hope sometimes. Well, that's why I like the Jack Darling pick, because he still has in that run, still has North, still has Adelaide, still has Saints. Yep. And well, Pies have been decent defensively, but Freo put 91 on them last week, so they're changing their, their game plan. They're being, you know, trying to take the game on a little bit more, which is leaving them more vulnerable behind the ball, and they don't have Darcy Moore there to cut it off. So, Correct, yep. Um, so, yeah, there could be some heavy scores against them in the coming weeks. So it's all interesting. I don't mind a key forward strategy if you've got those sort of teams in your next few rounds. I do agree with Swizz, though, is that you kind of you don't really want to take it this early if you can avoid it. Um, and then, yeah, try and get it a little bit closer to the uh, uh, the end of the season. Finals. Yep. Yeah, or, or, or Supercoach yeah. Finals. Um, yeah. All right. Hey, hey, you want to have a look at that fixture and stuff. Like Brad Shepard, for example, that's another guy. Depends. Yeah, the forwards seem to be more of an issue, but yeah, you know, he went 112 on the weekend, but he had that minus one injury game. Um, so he's you know going to be around that 300,000 mark come next week. And then he has North Melbourne, Adelaide, St. Kilda again as... Ben said about Darling. So there's a few guys like that just because they've had injuries um, who you normally wouldn't think about in Supercoach because you're like, okay, they're not going to be a top 10 player person. But if you only need them for a month or five weeks with that last trade, the last couple of trades, they're a perfect option. Yeah, I completely agree. What are you guys thinking for VCs and C this week? It's going to be an interesting round. Um, for me, any Tuke Miller owners should probably put the VC on him against Richmond. Um, talking about you know, midfielders scoring well. Even a Dusty Martin could be a nice little VC as far as I think Gold Coast leak a lot of points to forwards. So 
and then I'll let you boys go into the obvious with yeah. the end of the round. Yeah, look, uh, yeah, obviously there's – oh, I can't do what you're doing. But, um, yeah, I, I agree. Lockie Neal, I think, is a uh, absolute lock for uh, VC this week if you have Lockie Neal. Um, there is some other options, obviously. You know, with Richmond playing Gold Coast, you could take um, take someone like Dusty to hope that he punches out, punches something out. Um, danger again against Essendon. You know, hopefully he gets more CBAs, but, you, you know, you think that there's a big one coming – Essendon aren't going to tag at all, so he's going to have a free reign there. You go the I wouldn't recommend going the opposite way and going either a Merritt or a Parish because the marker kind of tag is real, and that's going to put some pressure on there. I also wouldn't do GW uh, yeah Oliver. Um, yeah, no to Clary Gorn maybe against Flynn, but I imagine Mummy Mummy will be back. I think so they held back um, Mummy for, for this one, one. Week, for this week. Yeah, me yeah, too. So. so I wouldn't go there. The reason I like I don't mind Neil, even though with the, you know if a jarred shoulder, depending on how he he looks, etc. But Adelaide, if they lose Sloan, there's another big midfielder gone. So it's literally going to be what Keys and, and Laird. Laird's going to be running around hoping not to get tagged anyway. So Or Lions as well would be another good one who's you know fit, fresh, just signed a contract. Uh, the problem with Lions is that like right now I think he's like a 120 guarantee, whereas this week I think you want a 140 because the the Sunday game's just so obvious. Yeah, but Lions could pump out a 140, but you're right, he's not going a 160 or, or above. So yeah. What about yourself, Swizz? Like if a smoky is... Uh... Tommy Stewart against uh, the Bombers. Um, he's not going to play that bad again. Smashes. Can I just say the highlight of my Super Coach weekend was watching oh, Tom you, Stewart be a spud. Because again, <laughs> another guy that I don't have, and like, don't he was scaled up in the end. He got, I think, got like five possessions in the last, I don't know, ten minutes of the game, and they're all like loose ball gets or intercept possessions, and like that's why he got up to. I think he got he got up to like sixty eight, didn't he? In the end, or something like what he? It was pretty bad. Fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. He was on like twenty-five for most of the game, giving away free kicks, giving away fifty-meter penalties, not getting suspended. Um, <laughs> that would have been hilarious. There's he a, hey, he also thing. scored fourteen more than Bolton. What do you, What do you actually think, guys? The the difference between Tom Stewart and uh, and Zach Williams this week in terms of the Zach Williams gets a week for doing an almost identical thing that Tom Stewart did, and Tom Stewart doesn't even get like. Uh, yeah, Zach Williams was on the Astro turf, so it was instantly ten percent. Yeah, ten percent more dangerous on the Astro turf, mate. A little bit more force. Are you supposed to know that, eh? I don't know. I'm just. What, literally, the only the difference is is I own one of them in Supercoach, <laughs> so you would <laughs> no, be no, you'd no, be you're right. That was the only difference between the two, and yeah. they always threw outcome and potential for injury. And because the Astro turf's more potential for injury, he tops weeks and Stewart doesn't. It's the exact same action. It's, there's yeah, absolutely no difference. You'd be splitting hairs between what both did, but yeah, they're just like that potential to cause more damage is what they go on. I I would say that Stewart had a case of the Hawkins. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, he got that off but, pretty well. You... But back on back onto the vice captain thing, and that if anybody watched the Melbourne Essendon game, the Bombers bombed the ball all day to Lever and May. Um, uh, because you know, young Jones, as good as he's coming along, and he's shown some good signs. They don't have the, the top key forwards like some of the other clubs do. So watch Stewart just zone off this week. And I'm, I think he'll bounce back in a big way. So I'm very tempted for the VC off him because he's done a 150, a 130 this year and that. And I could see him doing very similar against the Bombers. Would you go McRae or Bontempelli for the C? Um, you could go either way. Um, yeah, I feel like it's nearly splitting ears between both both of them as well. I'm, I think you've got to back Bontin just the way he's going. But McRae's a solid one thirty. 
I don't see him doing much much different against North. You know what you're getting. Bont could be anything. So those are Bont. Naturally, got a Bont um, back him in. I like Jack Steele. I just think he's in such great form. Um, even get playing the pies. Um, yeah, he's just getting the job done. He's clearly St Kilda's best player. So if you wanted someone who you know is going to go 130, Steele's an option. But yeah, McCre- either way, McRae, Steele or Bont are the three for the Sunday. I feel like St Gold Coast are the new north at the moment. As far as a team that's long confidence and losing a lot of the pie, I think Gold Coast are getting absolutely flogged. If there was a clear dust, uh, um, uh, Richmond option. Yeah, correct. Like you'd, you'd Bolton? Lock in a visa. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Potential yeah, for 120. Yeah. Shorty's got a potential for 120. Dusty can dusty. But there's not like a clear like yeah, yeah. Bont-style option against the, the Gold Coast. The yeah? thing like, I will say with Bont and Pelly and McRae, the scores, I think Bont got like 82. McRae got a 108 last time they played North at the start of the year, and that was when North were getting flogged. But Dunkley was also in that mix, tearing up a lot of that pie, and they could just coast through for 100 and, yeah, monster score. So for me, I think... Bont's on an absolute heater. I think he's gone 125 or, or thereabouts nine out of his last 10 games. I think who's he's a I don't know who's matching no. up with him. Me either. Because like, obviously uh, uh, Cunnington's probably going to go head-to-head with Blibber. So who's matching up on Bont? And then what does that leave McRae? I think McRae probably goes with Simkin. So, yeah, I don't know who he's playing on. Like, <laughs> i got no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Dumont. Uh, he's not and gonna... I might even just put the C on Bont just to piss Chris off this week, hopefully. So, I think if I didn't have Bont, uh, if I had Bont, I'd be captaining Bont this week. Yeah. If for some reason anybody out there in any, or if you have um, captains for say your draft leagues, put on friggin' uh, it's a shame for the last game. So I say put on Aaron Norton because North will have six defenders on Josh Bruce because <laughs> there's no way they're letting him kick ten again. Oh, no, he's going to go 12 this week, for sure. Yeah, possible. Uh, look, that wraps us up, guys. We've got to get out of here. Chris, you've got to get out, mate. Lockdown's about to happen in two minutes, so Yay. time to get you home, my friend. All and, right. uh, Swizz, thanks for joining us for the impromptu. And for everyone else out there, let us know your thoughts. Keep the fun time, the banter going. If you're an Oliver owner and Bontepelli for this guy, or if you see Zorko absolutely tear up against Adelaide, which is going to happen. Then give it to me or Josh. Actually, Josh Kelly. We've missed Josh Kelly as well. Yeah, 103. Still still managed a ton. And if Hawkins goes bad, give it to the old Swiss master there. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks very much. Have a good one. All righty. Bye. Cheers, boys. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry. 